This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 139, Grieg's Piano Concerto in A Minor. Greek's Piano Concerto in A Minor was the 16th track on the three-disc 2000 box set, Flashback. It was recorded in 1982 to test the sound of the Whistle Lord's studio before starting work on the Secret Messages album. Jeff Lynne and Richard Tandy play all the instruments. In 2000, Jeff put on some finishing touches for the box set. In the press kit for Flashback in October 2000, Jeff Lynn wrote, That was just a bit of fun that started when me and Richard Tandy were in the studio in Holland, and we fancied doing a sort of rock and roll version of Grieg. A daft concept, but it actually worked out okay. Richard on piano, and me on drums, and we both played guitar on it. In the November 4, 2002 showdown mailing list, Richard Tandy said, None of Grieg's Piano Concerto in A Minor was done specifically for secret messages. It was just a fun thing. We walked into the studio to test the acoustics, with the drums down one end and the piano down the other, and we just launched into it. You'd walk into a new studio and go, what's it sound like? Hit the drums. Oh, that ain't bad. And then we just do it. It was done in about 10 minutes. Then we worked out what the chords would be on the guitar and did a couple of overdubs on guitar, and that was it. It was Jeff doing one of his mad drumming things. It wasn't intended for anything, just to test the studio acoustics. Greeks, piano, Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. We come to a Greg piano concerto. Done in a very traditional fashion that should make the classical aficionados very, very happy. That the surf guitar that Grieg really intended to put into it is there finally. So are those nice surf drums, which I take it that Jeff Lynn is playing, which means that he knows how to actually play something other than a 4 4 beat. Yeah. I love this, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's just Jeff Lynn and Richard Tandy goofing around in the studio. I know this would not have fit on time, would not have fit on Secret Messages, even though Secret Messages was all over the place. But boy, am I glad this got released. I love surf music, for one thing. I know it's one of those things like reggae where a lot of people who don't listen to it think every single song sounds exactly the same, but it doesn't. There are nuances. 
and I just love the style, and they both hit it. I mean, we got the Grieg theme in there with the piano, and then Jeff Lynne coming in with that wet-sounding guitar that he's got tuned, so it sounds like Dick Dale playing. And then he's got, I mean, if it's just those two, then yeah, he can drum if he wants to. It's just, I don't know why he just sits there with the same plodding beat over and over and over again on most of what he does, a solo and on the later ELO albums. It confuses me because it's definitely not a drum machine. No, 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 it definitely is not a drum machine. Early 2001, finally had the money for the flashback box set. And when I heard this, I was like, pretty much from the start, I thought, that's a really cool intro. And then it kicked in. It's like, yeah, this is a really freaking great song. Especially when you hear this on a really good stereo. Especially that opening with the keyboards and all that. Oh my God, that sounds so great. Yeah, I totally freaking love this song. And I will listen to it a thousand times a day for the rest of my life. And I'd never get tired of it. Yeah, that drumming where's that Jeff Lynne drummer? I mean, he doesn't really do anything innovative here with the drums. I mean, it is for keeping time, and he's got some drum fills in there. But there's so much energy behind that. Where is that now? What happened? Did he just blow his whole drummer energy wad on that one session back in 82 and just kind of, oh, I can't do that again. Let's just go back to doom, 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 doom. Yeah, no, this is a freaking Stone Cold awesome song. Nothing bad to say about it. It's great. No, you don't really do a whole lot with, I mean, I think the biggest drumming innovation in surf music was the Safaris with Wipeout. (laughs) Wipeout! And then, of course, the Ventures kicked their butts on their own song. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the Venture do a lot, or even have heard it on the, the album that it's off of? The Ventures do it a whole lot better, too. But you need that drum that energy in the drums to actually sell it, which is one of the major things on surf music, is is those drums are supposed to sound like waves coming in. So you've got the regular beat, and then you do those fills to accentuate it. And yeah, and it takes a lot of energy, and that is what I'm wondering is if he can do this. I mean, I don't expect him to be doing entire surf music albums, but... I do expect him to do something. I mean, even Ringo <laughs> Starr, who's basically known as a timekeeper, which, uh, if anybody says that he's a horrible drummer, you just don't know anything that you're talking about. Uh, yeah. uh, you try keeping time to a lot of that stuff. And keeping perfect time, I mean, Love Me Do is, well, well, they had to get somebody else in there because Love Me Do is a weird time signature. But for the most part, just doing that, you still can have some energy in it because those Beatles songs would not have been the same without Ringo Starr's actual energy behind it. He may be doing a simple timekeeping, but he's still got that energy behind it that propels the rest of the band. I don't know what Jeff Lynne's excuse is on a lot of the stuff because he's not even trying to propel a band in a lot of cases. He's just trying to propel himself, which I think that's why a lot of people who listen objectively to his stuff says, that's okay. But where is that old ELO spirit? Because even Bev locked into what he was forced into (laughs) a lot of times 
had that energy to drive all the old ELO songs. Yeah, Bevan's drumming, even when he said, you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm a studio musician just in there for Jeff to program to play. You can still feel from Bevan passion for drumming. I don't want to try and get too deep into this because we still got like three albums to get into Jeff Lynn's drumming, but Jeff's drumming just feels like it's like the bass plate of a Lego set. It's nothing exciting about it. You kind of need it there if you want to build a building on it. And that's it. It's just there to build on top of. There's nothing really very exciting about it. So I just... The energy. That's what I want. I want the energy. I want somebody in the ELO songs we're going to get into who has a passion for drumming. Even in ballads, if there's somebody there who likes drumming, who wants to do it, and doesn't think of it as just, well... It's a rock song, so i got to put some drumming in here, so we'll just put this here, and then we'll go on from there. It really adds to a song when there's somebody who wants to do it and likes doing it. doesn't just think of it as just, well, it's a building block. We'll put this right there and go from there. I mean, Lucky Man is a ballad, but Carl Palmer does this entire strange marching beat thing throughout it that completely is a counterpoint to the acoustic ballad that Greg Lake is doing. So it's possible in so many ways to accentuate a song by just adding that little bit of energy in there. And that's what's so successful about this. And I'm so glad that he decided to release it, even if it ended up just being an outtake on a box set. Because just knowing that I could get this actually would probably sell the box set to me. Without any, I mean, there's plenty of ELO stuff on there that would sell the box set to me in the first place if I didn't have all the other albums together. But this would say, oh, this is worth getting all this other stuff I already have to have this. Yeah, for me it was just there are a bunch of extra tracks here that aren't on any other ELO album. So, of course, I had to buy it, and I did not regret that when Grieg's Piano Concerto in A minor popped up in there. I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. Especially since I was expecting it to be more like Paul the Mountain King, <laughs> where they just kind of do a little bit of a rocked-up version of a classical song. It's like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> Done this, but then, oh, that no, this, this surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, no, this totally kicks ass. I love it. And I'm surprised that Richard Tandy also plays guitar. I, You know, I'm, I'm agog by his talent. He, he does pretty good. I don't know if he does any lead. I think so. I think it said somewhere that they kind of trade leads, but he's... He's pretty good. Did you just think of him as just, well, he's the keyboard guy? But no, he can do other things really good, too. Well, he only has to worry about six strings on the guitar instead of 88. I guess that's true. That never worked for me, because I would always push one string and wind up playing the wrong string. I am not good with lead guitar. Uh, mine is, you want my fingers to do what? <laughs> There's that, too. <laughs> yeah. This is a great song. Many, many times in my life I've said, Sweet Jesus, I gotta hear ELO's Grieg Piano Concerto in A minor. I need to hear it again. Yeah, absolutely. Got something to say about Grieg's Piano Concerto in A minor? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Good everybody, it's me, Donna, from that Xenator Preservation Society Jazz. And here's my take on Craig's Piano Concerto in A minor. Now, you and I can boast all we want about listening to all genres of music as if it was a chip on our collective shoulders. 
And I have a slight edge on this pointless boasting as I host our show on WFMU, the most independent radio station in the country. However, let's be honest. How about the genres that don't get much respect in the mainstream, like jazz, old country, and possibly the biggest, blackest hold of them all, classical music? And if you say ELO is the closest you'll ever get to classical music, a swarm from the BBC will fly over the pond and kick your American ass as hard as the Beatles did to our rock music. I also have to admit, all that I learned from classical music was from Carl Stalling's Looney Tune scores, Spike Jones and Portsmouth Symphonia. Last two thanks to Dr. Domeno. Regardless of his ass-kicking of doom, Jeff's and Richard's arrangement of Edwards Gregg's Piano Concerto in A minor, Op. 16, should take the edge off. Richard's delicate yet powerful fingers lead the procession down the musical mashup that early ELO were clearly known for. Roll over at Beethoven and Kate Gregg's balls indeed. Jeff's drumming here is lively enough to keep the beat steady without the usual lethargic overtones, when he's behind that set. Then there's the basic guitar attack I suspect both men teamed up, and then there's the crazy cherry atop Jeff's Oi, a small yet definitive reckless kick in the pants that you don't normally hear from this group. And just in case you were curious, yes, I did look up the original classical title and the artist's name on Wikipedia and YouTube. Unplug that before you guys hunt me down. This is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Greg's Piano Concerto in A minor. But before I proceed, I have one question. Who the hell is Greg? I mean, Jeff releases this box set in 2000 that has several unreleased tracks on it. And he wastes one of those tracks to include this composition by an eager beaver fan who fancies himself an obvious classical composer named Greg? I mean, come on, Jeff. If you want contributions from fans, I've been an ELO fan since 1973. I've written several songs in my lifetime, but I'll bet if I sent even one of them to Jeff, would he put it on an album or box set? Oh, no. He'd throw him right into file 13. But this Greg guy gets prime real estate space on the flashback box set. I mean, really. And speaking of fans, Eric Paul Johnson and Eric Winsenson, they're mega fans. They turned their devotion to ELO into a most excellent podcast. And you'd think, wouldn't you, that Jeff would at least give the podcast a shout out? on the From Out of Nowhere album, but no! Instead, he puts an unknown composition from an unknown loser named Greg on the Flashbacks box set. I mean, come on, Jeff. That's brass balls, isn't it? Oh, I think I know who Greg is. Greg is the son of Jeff and Sandy, who was born in 1980 at the height of the Cold War. And he was raised in an underground bunker so that if there were a nuclear holocaust, he could come out of the bunker and keep the ELO legacy alive. It better be something like that because I just find this, I mean, Greg, I, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, it's not Greg, it's Greg. Oh, man, I tell you, the older I get, the more I become like Emily Latella. Never mind. This has been a thought from Troy. 
like it, hate it, what does Madeline think? Today I listen to... Grieg's Piano Concerto in A Minor. Yep, that's what I listened to today, and I liked the song and I danced to it. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod. Next week, episode 140, Tears in Your Life.